Welcome, everyone, to today's podcast of Personal Growth Recipes with your host, Ron Ron Denner. Now, today's podcast is a subject from an author by the name of John Maxwell. You know, John's written many books on the subject of leadership and trying to just add value to people. And today, what I want to do is share a message I'm going to call Four Perspectives About Possessions. One thing I want to note about this message today, I, I gave this message about a month ago at our our Savior's Lutheran Church. I, our minister was gone on a Sunday, so I did the message for that particular Sunday. So it has a sermon feel to it, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a good lesson, and hopefully you'll get get some good good information out of this. So just a little side note on that, okay? So let's let's begin here. You know, our perspective has such a big impact in how we see life and uh, what, you know, what we get from life and what we see about other people, you know, different people, different things. So it has so much to do with how we see life and who we become. So let, let me give you some perspective principles. Number one, how we view things determines how we do things. In other words, our behavior always follows our perspective. Number two, what you see is who you who you will be. In other words, what we see attracts us to the kind of person that we will become. Number three, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. You know, so many times, you know, we want, we want to change other people, don't we? And, you know, if you've been married long enough, you want to sometimes just change your spouse. But what we what we need to do is to really to just to change how we look at our spouse. And number four, what I believe about life determines how I perceive life, which determines what I receive from life. Perspective is huge in determining the person that you're going to become. So I, I want to shift gears here now, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to read you the words from a, a dog's diary and a cat's diary, just to give you the difference in perspective. So a dog's diary and a cat's diary. This is from a dog's diary. It's 8 o'clock a.m. Dog food, my favorite thing. 9.30 a.m. A car ride, my favorite thing. 11 o'clock a.m. A walk in the park, my favorite thing. 12 noon, I got lunch, my favorite thing. 1 p.m., I got rubbed and petted, my favorite thing. 3 p.m., I got to play ball, my favorite thing. You see you see a, a trend here? 5 o'clock p.m., more dog food, my favorite thing. 8 o'clock p.m., watch TV with the people, my favorite thing. 10 p.m., sleeping on the bed, my favorite thing. Now we're going to shift over. Here's excerpts from a cat's diary. A cat. Day day 983 of my captivity. My captors continue to taunt me with bizarre little dangling objects. The only thing that keeps me going is my dream of escape. So there, there, there you have it. The different perspectives of a cat and a dog. You know, we, we have four different perspectives about our possessions, so... You know, I'm, I'm going to use the story of the Good Samaritan to illustrate this. Now, the, the Good Samaritan story is found in the Gospel of Luke in the Bible. And in the, it's in the 10th chapter, verses 25 through 37, if you ever want to reference it. 
in that story, there's three perspectives. And I'm going to go beyond and just give you a fourth perspective about possessions beyond those other three. Now, in this story, Jesus explained that we are to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and to love your neighbors as, as yourself. Well, a lawyer then asked Jesus, well, who's my neighbor? And so Jesus replied with this story, okay, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. So they, they stripped him of his clothes, they beat him up, and they, they went away, leaving him half dead. Now, a priest, a priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by over onto the other side of the street. So too, a, a Levite, when he saw where he came to the place and saw him, he also passed by onto the other side of the road. So these two gentlemen just walked across the other side of the street to avoid him. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came, came, came to where the man was. And we, when he saw him, so he took pity on him. He went up to the guy and he bandaged his wounds. He poured oil and wine on them to try to soothe the pain. And then he put the man on his own donkey. He took him to an inn and he took care of him. So the next day he took out two silver coins and he gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. Now, which of these three men do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? Well, the lawyer replied, well, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Now, that, that's the, the good Samaritan story. Go and do likewise, okay? So let, let's look at this story in, in more detail here. The, the first perspective is the perspective of the robbers. So let's look at the robbers' perspective. Now, these robbers, they beat him up and they took his stuff. So here's their perspective. What's yours is mine, and I'm going to take it. And probably right now, a lot of us are thinking, well, that's, that's not us. That's not me. You know, we don't go around robbing people, hopefully, right? But I want you to stop and think about something. I want you to, yeah, I want, I want you to, to talk, I want to talk to you about little toddlers, say, you know, two-year-old to five-year-olds as an example. Now, I, I would contend that we were all born with a little bit of robber in all of us. So let's look at a toddler's perspective about possessions. So here's, here's how a toddler would view their possessions or their toys, okay? This is a toddler speaking, okay, if, if, they, if they would, okay? If I like it, it's mine. If I can take it away from you, it's mine. If I had it for a while, it's mine. If it looks like mine, it's mine. If you're having fun with it, it's mine. If you lay it down, it's mine. And my favorite, if it's broken, it's yours. Now, if, if you really stop and think about it, we, we all start out as toddlers with that robber mentality. And fortunately, many of us grow out of this as we reach adulthood. But, you know, un unfortunately, many people do not grow out of it. And if, if you really want proof, you know, just look at the entitlement mentality that's so evident in our society today. 
So let's go on to that, the second perspective here. That's the perspective of the Levite and the priest. Now, the, if, as you recall, they're, they're the ones who saw the man when he was beaten up, and they, they crossed over to the other side of the road just to avoid him. So they're, they're, that perspective about possessions is this. What's mine is mine, and I'm going to keep it. In other words, when they saw a person with tremendous needs, they didn't share, they didn't help, they didn't stop. But from their viewpoint, they thought, See, I, I know you have a problem. That's unfortunate. But what's mine is mine, and I'm going to keep it. You know, just, just to kind of give you an example here, there, there was a father who took his young son to McDonald's, and, and, and the son wanted some French fries. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't think McDonald's is known for their taste quality or of their food overall, but I'll, I'll say with one exception, they're, they're French fries. I, I, I don't know about you, I love I love McDonald's French fries. So the father hands his son the French fries and he began to eat them. About a minute later, the dad reaches over to take a French fry and the son just pushes his hand away and says, these are mine and you can't have any. Well, you know, the dad was kind of surprised and saddened by his son's reaction and his selfishness. So the dad is thinking to himself, you know, he, he doesn't understand I'm the source of those fries. I paid for them. Without me, you know, he doesn't get them in the first place. And the second thought the dad has is, if I can take those fries from him, if that's going to be his attitude, I'll just take them, take them away. And the third thought that the dad had was, you know, I, I don't need his fries. I can go up to the counter, you know, just buy my own fries. But what really bothered the dad is his son's selfish attitude. You see, when all the dad really wanted to do is just sit down and share some fries with his son. And you see, if your perspective about possessions is what's mine is mine and I'm going to keep it, you know, really you and I are pretty much that boy at, at, at McDonald's. And, and what's difficult for us to understand is that we, we are really not the true source of our possessions. You know, God is really the source of our possessions. And, and you know, God doesn't need any of our possessions or our money, but what God does want is for us to share together. You see, selfishness and, and significance are incompatible words. We can't be a totally selfish person and live a significant life. One of the hardest lessons to understand, and I, and I struggle this as, with this as well, is that the more that we give away of something, the more we get back in return. Now, logically, it would seem to be the opposite. So if, if you give away kindness, more kindness will come back. If we give away comfort, more comfort comes back. You know, it doesn't have to be just money that we give away here. You see, God wants us to be a river and not a reservoir. He, he's only going to give to you and I what, what he knows will flow through us. The, the third perspective is the perspective of the Good Samaritan. Now, let's look at from his perspective. And that perspective is what's mine is yours, and I'm going to give it. So if you remember from the story, when, when the Good Samaritan, when he saw the man who was robbed, he stopped, he went over, and he took care of the man. He took him to an inn, and he paid for his stay at the inn. 
Now, now look at all this. Th- all this. Look at all the similarities of these three men: the priest, the Levite, and the Good Samaritan. Here's here's the three similarities. Number one, they all saw the problem that the man had been beaten and robbed. Number two, they all had an opportunity to help. And number three, they, they all had a reason not to help. And you know the reason that people who have the attitude of "what's mine is mine." They don't stop to help is because it's in, it inconveniences them. You know, it's really, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable. You know, as they say, the worst excuse is a good excuse. You know, the bad excuses really don't mess us up much. It's not the bad ones, but man, when it's the good excuses, you know, it's going to screw up my schedule. It's going to cost me time and money. Those are the ones that kind of mess us up, Okay. So the, the, the priest and the Levite probably had a place that they were expecting to get to, and you know, stopping to help would have messed up their plans, and they would be pretty much inconvenienced. And, and the priest and the Levite had an inside perspective. You know, it was all about them, whereas the Good Samaritan had an outside perspective. You see, I, I believe the Good Samaritan asked himself, if I don't stop, what's going to happen to him? You know, he's already half dead, and if I don't stop, he's probably going to die. And the Good Samaritan also asked himself another question. If I don't stop, what's going to happen to me? You know, if I don't stop, my heart will eventually become cold and indifferent. And there's going to be a day when his heart would become cold and calloused. You see, I believe the Good Samaritan asked himself, if I do stop, what will happen to me? If I do stop, I, I'll, I'll make a difference. The question is, do we, do we want to make a difference in the lives of other people? They say a, a person first starts to live when he can live outside of himself. You know, when I look around, especially in this area, area that we live in geographically, I, I see a lot of those Good Samaritan attitudes and practices in people's daily lives. You know, I've, I've, Traveled to larger cities, and I'm sure that these good qualities do exist there also. And you know, we we sometimes get picked on for living a slower, simpler lifestyle, kind of living out here in the boondocks, right? But I've also seen how neighbors are more willing to help their fellow neighbors out where we live. You know, I I, I kind of wish that same level of generosity would take place in our urban areas. Just just my opinion. The fourth perspective is. And this is, this is the fourth one I was telling you about. What's mine is not mine, and I'm going to manage it. In other words, they see possessions entirely different. They know that the possessions they have are not really their possessions. So where, where, where does this thought come from? Well, once again, we're referenced in the Bible, the book of Psalms, chapter 24. The first verse, it says, it's just a real simple sentence. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. These all belong to God. In other words, what mine is, what's mine is not mine, and I'm going to manage it. Let me give you an example. Suppose you had an important package you wanted to send, some, send, send to someone. So as a matter of fact, they wanted it and they needed it really bad. So, so you, you took the package down to overnight delivery, you gave, them the, you gave them the address where to send it to, and you paid for the shipping costs. You went back home, and you called the person the next day, and 
you know, hey, did you get the gift I sent out in overnight delivery? They said, nah, no, 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 nothing, nothing came. So you run back to the overnight delivery place and you tell them, hey, remember me? I bought the package yesterday. I bought this package in yesterday. My friend, he didn't get it. Well, the clerk says, uh, well, I thought that package was for me. I mean, you brought it, you brought it into me. If it wasn't for me, why'd you give it to me? Well, you're now you're thinking, well, well, I gave it to you because you're the overnight delivery boy. And you see, uh, <laughs> you and I are just the overnight delivery boy, you know, in this case for God, because it's, it's really not our stuff. It's, it's God's stuff. We're just here to manage it. That's all we are, you see. And, and really, God blesses, blesses all of us with individual gifts and talents, money, opportunities. But it, it's, it's really not ours. It's his. All we do is manage it. You know, we, we don't want to be like that delivery boy and just, just hoard our gifts and talents, our monies and opportunities all to ourselves. And I, I just want to give you another way of looking at this uh, kind of a cute saying. I've, I've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse. You know, we, we can't take our possessions with us. And, and I'm not re- suggesting that we be suggesting that we be irresponsible. We know we need we need to plan ahead for our loved loved ones that, that are left behind. But uh, but after that, you know, we we just don't get to take it with us. And uh, you know, over the years, what I've discovered is that there's one thing that I can tell you that'll have probably the biggest impact on your life, and that is this: how we think, how we think. You know, our, our perspective, how we see things, is going to have the biggest impact in your life. Okay, so let, let's in summary here. Let's let's go over what we talked about. How, how we view things determines how we do things. And, and if I look at things with the attitude of "What's in it for me?" versus "How can I serve others?" I, I'm, I'm going to struggle whether whether it's in my personal life or my business life. Another principle is what you see is who you who you will be. You know, we, we see things not as they are, but as we are. That explains, and this drives me nuts, but that explains why two people can witness the same event and come away with complete opposite interpretations. The third principle is when, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Once again, the example I can give you is if you're married or in a committed relationship and you want to change your spouse or your significant other, you really need to change the way you look at your spouse or significant other. And the fourth principle is uh, the fourth principle is what I believe about life determines how I perceive life, which determines what I receive from life. And you know, o- obedience to God is never understood on the front end. It can only be understood only on the back end. After you've obeyed, you learn the lesson. You see, you, you don't learn the lesson pre-obedience. You, you learn the lesson post-obedience. And with, with perspectives on possessions, you'll never think it through and it will never really make sense. You, you Really, you just have to do it. But the moment you make that kind of commitment to live that kind of life, you're, you're going to begin to understand that there's a life for you that's bigger and better and more grand than anything you've ever imagined. And uh, that's that's it, folks. That's that's my uh, four, pers- 
four perspectives on possessions. I really want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. Uh, I invite you to tune in to, I'm going to uh, rotate uh, tentatively at this point, my podcast on an every other week basis. Um, so at this point, next week, next Wednesday, I'm planning on a Biz Connections, my other podcast, B-I-Z Biz Connections podcast, and then come back in two weeks from Wednesday with another Personal Growth Recipes podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, YouTube would be under Ron Denner. And uh, of course, I'll, I'll be putting out my next podcast. I'll announce it on my Facebook page. And until then, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. This is Ron Denner, your host for Personal Growth Recipes, serving up and signing off.